Welcome to Coinology, the podcast. Hey, 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 hey. Welcome back to another episode of Coinology. I am so excited to be sitting here across from Benicia Poole Watson, the first Afro-Latina female woman to own her own bank. No, I didn't say the first to go down to the store, go to the bank, not the first to go and borrow, but to own her own bank. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for coming in today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited, so excited to talk to you. You you came all the way in from Dallas, Texas, right? I did. So did you just fly in today? Last night. Last night. So what you doing in Atlanta? Girl, whatever I can get into. Just meeting <laughs> as many people as I can and just, you know. Just being out there and, and enjoying the city. So how did you have time to come to Atlanta and enjoy the city and you're opening a bank? I mean, first of all, let's talk a little bit about how did you aspire to open a bank? Okay, so what's interesting is that I didn't aspire, aspire for this. Um, opening a bank actually fell on me. Mm -hmm. So I was speaking at an event, mm -hmm. and at that event, someone pulled me to the side after I got off the stage and said, I would like to give you an opportunity. And they were talking about a bank. And I said, I don't do financing. I sell real estate because mm -hmm. I held a license for years. Mm -hmm. And um, he said, no, doctors don't own the clinics that they work in. That's true. And that's when the light bulb went off. And mm -hmm. I said, okay, tell me more. And he said, the attorneys will contact you, which they did. And within two weeks, I was up and running as a federally chartered bank. Wait a minute. So somebody just walked off mm -hmm. the stage. Yep. Walked up to uh, walked me. up to you yes. off the stage and said, "I." So how did you know this wasn't a scam? Well, um, I didn't know if it was a scam or not. I didn't give him any of my personal information, but when the attorneys start calling me, that's when I knew it was real. But so did he tell you why you? No, I just figured because of what I had talked about on the stage mm -hmm. and my financial acumen and my abilities in real estate and everything that I shared. It was like it fit the mold. I was a good candidate. So I run a real estate company. I have over 200 realtors that work for me. Oh, wow. And because I have a foundation of having sales, real estate, I personally am in the top 100 of real estate agents in the United States. I'm I in saw the top 1%. So you earned like, what, $20 billion last year? What was the, the number? I saw something. <laughs> it was something that came across my desk. I'm like, whoa, this girl is the real yeah, deal. It's a lot of money moving in the space yeah. of real estate. My first year, I did over $4 million. That's as a very brand new agent. But that's excellent. Mm -hmm. And now you said you have 200 mm -hmm. agents on it? Phenomenal. Yeah. Doing it, girl. So Afro, I think because Latino of that. Woman. Yes. And I think because of that, that kind of created this space of, okay, she's a good candidate. So was this a white guy, black guy, what? Who who was it that walked up to you? He was a Jewish. Well, of course, if you if you getting you into the so he you don't know how and why it was just He stood at the door and listened to what I was saying. Wow. Mm hmm and he was at another event next door to my event. So do you do you think it was? Did you ever ask him why me? Mm -hmm. I never got that deep. I kind of was like, okay, if this is something that's gonna happen, okay, God, whatever this is, if it's not gonna happen, I didn't get my hopes up high. You know what I mean? So he get so in two weeks you were up and running and and he just disappeared. No, I still talk to him. Okay. He got me up and running. Okay. Yeah. So he's like an angel. Yeah, he's like a mentor. But you know what? That's one of the things I talk a lot about with people is. You know, real mentors, you don't talk to them all the time. Right. But they're in the rooms making things happen for you when you're not there. Mm -hmm. Right? Was this your first occasion having someone like this angel mentor in your life? No. I've been in spaces where many people have come and supported my dreams, my visions, put, poured into me, mm -hmm. gave me seeds that I wasn't even thinking about. So even right now, I have somebody that's helping me get started as a brick and mortar on a bank. And I didn't ask for that. Mm -hmm. Like, I was just trying to process loans for mortgages. I had no idea that I could be the 43rd black-owned bank in the United States. I did not dream of this. Wow. So let's back up. So let's talk about who is Benicia? Who, who are you? Okay. So I'm a single mother. Okay. I come from South Central Los Angeles. Oh, L.A. The struggle was real. Mm -hmm. um, my sister passed away when I was 10 years old. My mom was a single mom. She divorced my dad when I was nine. Um... It's like, you know, just a typical story of the mm -hmm. inner city kid. But I also like to read. I also like to educate myself. I also like to know more. I, I always aspire to want to know more. Mm -hmm. um, I used to go to summer school with my friends because they were, weren't passing. Mm -hmm. But I was going and taking extra classes 
because I was doing good. Mm -hmm. And I ended up graduating high school at 17. Wow. So I went straight to college. Mm -hmm. And after that, I just kept going and going. I went to the military and it just kept growing legs. But I was always somebody who wanted to be more. I didn't want to be the typical person. In the so they head. saw something in you early on. Yeah. So you actually were a teenage mom too, right? I was. So what, how old were you? 19. Okay. So it wasn't like you were 15. Mm -hmm. So, the, you know, but at 19, what did that do to your mom? What, what happened then? Oh man. So my mother, she was very disappointed. Mm -hmm. um, hold on, I got to take a drink. Sorry. Mm -hmm. And you're going to have some of this lemon drop too. <laughs> <laughs> so my mother, she was very disappointed in the fact that I came home pregnant, mm -hmm. right? You were and a sophomore in college, right? I was in the military by this time. Okay. And so went off by myself, and the next thing you know, called home, I'm pregnant. <laughs> so, you know, that wasn't a good, it wasn't a good situation, but we pushed through it, mm -hmm. and she supported me. She's like, okay, after she got through the trauma of, all right, this is really happening, then, you know, when the baby got here, she loved it. She him. fell in love with it, and they always do. And you know, now with all this debate around the Roe versus Wade, what do you think about that? Um, Cause you I, had the option. Yeah, I did, and my mother was pressing me to go in the other direction. Mm -hmm. And she's like, "This is where your life needs to go. Mm -hmm. It's on this path, mm -hmm. and you don't deviate." And I decided, no, I want to, I want to have my baby. Mm -hmm. And the father was there, so we, you know, we made a decision. But I think that you know, it's our body, it's our choice. Mm -hmm. That's what I believe. Mm -hmm. So you believe that the young ladies today should still have the option to make that decision. I think they have to. Right, yeah. right, because it's something you have to live with. That's right for the rest of your life. Correct. Okay, so nineteen, you became a mom. Mm -hmm. You were fast on the track in the military. What's next? Yeah. So when I got to the military, I still educated myself. So I was taking classes at night while I was working. Okay. And I ended up getting out of the service and going to work for corporate America. So mm -hmm. I spent some time over there. But by that time, I was already degreed up because I used that time to educate myself mm -hmm. while I was in the service. Do you believe that the education you received and the degrees, because I talk a lot about I have almost every degree you can think of, mm -hmm. credentials, certifications, degrees. But do you think that that, plays a huge part in the success that you have now, or do you think it was the street knowledge you gained from off of the streets of L.A.? I think the streets gave me better uh -huh. knowledge than education. I tell people that all the time. But the education set the Open foundation. Door. Because what it did was it taught me discipline. Mm -hmm. It taught me to follow through. Like, mm -hmm. when you're just going, you can go in left, right, center. Mm -hmm. But when you have a project and it needs to be completed by a certain time, or you need to make a grade or whatever, you got to pass, or you want this degree, mm -hmm. and you got to get these hours, mm -hmm. it creates a form of discipline similar to the military. So it creates a follow through. That's mm -hmm. what I think education does. I don't think it's, it doesn't matter what you get your degree in. As long as you can, if you can complete it, complete it. That taught you the lesson. Mm -hmm. So you are a vet. Mm -hmm. You're degreed. Yeah. And you're entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. So you're also from the main streets of L.A. What do you think is the most important element to Venetia? I think the most important element. It kind of it's a balance. Mm -hmm. So I have the the street sense. Mm -hmm. And then I also have the book sense. Mm -hmm. So I can go from the White House to the crack house. I can relate to so many different people. And because I've stepped into, I was, in, I was a model since the age of 15. Mm -hmm. So I worked in the entertainment business for a long time. Some people never get a chance to see behind the scenes of what's on TV. So it creates this whole like element of just, it's like more tools in my toolbox. Mm -hmm. It's more resources in my box. So then going to the military, now I'm able to create to the paramilitary style, the, the um, public servant, space mm -hmm. where it's like police firefighters military anybody who's giving nurses stuff like that who put their life first for a cause so it gave me that aspect and then you know just all the other things I did in my life so it just creates this whole big melting pot of who I truly am mm -hmm. so when it's time to tap in I know I could relate to you I could relate to him I could relate to her and it just it creates a, a, a um just a uh, amazing balance. Mm -hmm. The confidence is there. Correct. I feel like that gives you enough confidence that you can go into any room and close any deal with anybody. Absolutely. Right? And most people are not confident if they feel like they don't fit in. That's right. But because you come from so many different areas, your ability to fit in is, is pretty much there. And I, one of the things I talk a lot about, Benicia, is mm -hmm. folks uh, facing into who they really are, being authentic to themselves and not trying to be something mm. that they're not. Mm -hmm. So, okay, you and I both have ethnic names, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. My name is Ebony. 
Benicia. Where, yes. where, tell me about the origin of yeah. your name. So my dad is Benny. Okay. And they had a song by Stevie Wonder, Aisha, and they just put it together. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so did you ever feel, like when I was growing up, I remember people would always say, you may need to change your name. Mm-hmm. Or when you are applying for jobs, mm-hmm. you may need to put you know, your initials mm-hmm. and all that. Did you ever go through oh, that? I went through that. Yeah, yes. yeah. And now I feel so good. I don't have to worry. I'm doing what I want to do. I don't care My anymore. name is probably Ebony and is who it is. And then when I think about the Beyonce's and the Oprah's and the Condoleezza's, mm-hmm. they all have names like ours, yeah. Solange's and so forth. I kind of feel like you got to have a dope name and being a dope person. Yeah, I went through that period. I was like, okay, what can I do to make this make sense? Mm-hmm. Because when you go in a room, especially when you're young and you don't lack confidence, and I think that's where it stems from. Mm-hmm. You're not confident in yourself, so you're allowing people to penetrate who you truly are. And tell are. you you're not good enough. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, I went to the, okay, I'll just knock off the band, and then I'll leave it as Aisha. Mm-hmm. Girl, I did all of that. But um, Benny is my dad's name. Mm-hmm. So if I remove that, I'm removing who he is and what they gave to mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And that's what I have to stand on. You have to be proud of who you are. Your origins. It doesn't matter who, what. I don't care if they call you Mercedes-Benz. That's your name. Mm-hmm. Live in it. Mm-hmm. You have to own it. So yes, it takes confidence to to stand on that, and that that's the truth. That's the true thing. Okay. So and then you also, you and I both have hyphenated names. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm Ebony Porter Ek. You're Benicia Poole Watson. Yes. Okay. So tell me, Poole is your maiden name. Yes. Watson is your married name, but you're about to change that. You're about to get remarried, right? Yes, yes. All right. So why didn't you, first of all, before we get into the hyphenation, but why didn't you just drop Watson when you got divorced? Okay, so, girl, I have so much stuff in Watson. I have a law degree. <laughs> uh-huh. I have all my education. Mm-hmm. I have created a name for myself with this person, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, if I remove that, I'm messing up my path. So were you initially, okay, so before you got divorced, were you just initially Benicia Watson? and Or did you hyphenate it after you got divorced? It's always been Watson. Okay, because see, it would, I would think that because what I did was because I have so many um, investments mm-hmm. in my maiden name, mm-hmm. the Ebony Porter. So even if I were to drop EK tomorrow, all of my financial stuff is in my maiden, I right? I everything. Like I carried... So this is my set. This is my. This, I'm going on my third. Marriage. Okay. Okay. So I'm let's back up. Third. Yes. We're gonna talk about. Okay. Let's talk about number one. Okay. Was that the baby daddy to the no. first baby? Okay. Uh-uh. So in love with him, met him in the military. Yep. Okay. And divorced because you guys grew in different directions. Correct. Financial. Yes. Just two different. Just ideas. two different ideas. Okay. Got married to number two. Yep. Okay. Um. How long were you married to him? 13. 13 years. Wow. So did he have an issue with you being this alpha woman? Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. Actually, that's why we how did I, together. How did I know that? <laughs> and literally, y'all, I do not know Benicia. Do not know her. Yep. I'm just sitting here having a conversation, but I can just kind of pick up, right? So he was kind of intimidated by yes. that. All right. So did you and did you keep was you, were you hyphenated the first and second too? The first one I was hyphenated with the first one. Uh-huh. I got to the second one he said you need to drop that. Okay, so the let's back up. If number 1 said okay, you can do that. Number he didn't one have a problem. Fine. Number 2 said you can't do it and you and you gave into it. So I some did. of these guys if they just say you can't do it, then some of these women I, I, it was no option. You my, I was going to hyphenate my name, right? Yeah. But for you you were willing to try it. Yeah. So you didn't hyphenate. So I was going to carry Benicia Poole, da 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 Because mm-hmm. I had stuff. Okay. Financials. Mm-hmm. And then I said, okay, I'll drop the da-da-da. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go Benicia Poole and I'm going to add the Watson. Mm-hmm. And then that's when it really took off business-wise. Because I was always an investor in real estate. Mm-hmm. But when I got to the business part and a lot of the documentations that was in my name, my education and stuff like that, that followed me, I was like, oh, man. So I created the Bailey Watson Real Estate Group, mm-hmm. which has now grown to have publications out and uh, agents out. And I was like, oh, I don't want to drop that Watson. Right. And so I've been carrying it. And so now I'm at the new and so I don't know. What is how his I'm thought, do this. So what does he think about? He that? doesn't care. He doesn't sweat me. You know, well, some people still carry all kind of names. Yeah, it's just a name yeah. from a perspective. Well, it's not from a business world. It's just a name. I understand that when you get married, mm-hmm. it's it's more than just that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you think you're going to keep the Watson though? Because if you have your business, it's like just like I have EPI. 
I, so if I were to get rid of the I, I mean, I'm getting rid of right. a part of, mm-hmm. so, I keep it. so you can't keep it. I got to keep it. You got to keep mm-hmm. it. So, because I'm thinking Bailey Watson, right? You and can't. we have a child and she's a Watson. So I have, I got it. I'm going to go ahead and just, for so many different reasons, mm-hmm. I'm going to just go ahead and add it in there. But how do you think that's going to make your husband feel? Ain't, it don't bother him. He got the real You think, you, are you sure? Yeah, we talked about it. Okay. Yeah. Well, you got a real good dude yeah, that's not going to have guy. a problem with it, right? He's a good dude. So so what would you recommend to up-and-coming women like us who are um, aspiring, who push the mark, who are business-oriented? Would you recommend them putting a business in their name like the way we did, mm-hmm. Do you, especially the name that belongs to their spouse? I know. What would you tell them so, if they came to you with that? I think that we go into it and we don't expect to have to get to the end of the road with somebody. Mm -hmm. Just follow your journey. You know, just follow your journey. If you don't add it, if he's okay with that, then, you know, that's another story. But for me, I'm going to take I'm going to take my full name on my journey. That's just me personally. Mm -hmm. So um, I think that they first need to have a conversation. And if it creates a conflict then clearly maybe you can create initials or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Create another name without But so would you walk away from it? If he if your new husband said, Benisha, I love you. I love you to death. Yeah. <laughs> and I know you are you've made millions with this name. Mm-hmm. But in order for it to work between you and I, you're gonna have to change that. No, I gotta go. Wow. Yeah. So you, yeah, but see, this is a true alpha woman, right? Mm-hmm. Because you are, you breathe your business. You breathe because you birthed it from nothing, Correct. right? Nobody was here when I did this. Right. Built it from the ground up. And I think you also understand, too, with relationships, they may or may not yeah. stand the test of time. Yeah, we have to have a prenup. We have to have a conversation. It's a lot of things that got to get in place. I'm not saying that I don't love you and want to be with you. That's right. But this is a business. Why do people think that if you talk prenup, that means I don't love you or I don't trust you. Why Why do they think that? I don't think they understand the dynamics of a relationship and mm-hmm. how when it gets to the point where, you know, if you get to that point, it is a business transaction. Mm-hmm. So we have to be on the same page. We really do. We have to start this on the same page and understand that if this doesn't work out, you have to be protected and so, can, so should I. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. that I don't want it to work out. So it's really just... Laying a foundation and making sure that it's risk management. It is, and I think anybody that you know, business people, everything we do, we're thinking about the risk, mm-hmm. and then we're putting mitigation plans in place. It's just being thoughtful. But let me ask you this: as an alpha woman in business, and you have a lot to lose, what do you think about women who mix their business in their personal? So, for instance. Do you what do you think about now bringing your husband to be a part of the business that you have? I'm gonna give a great example. Let's think about Mary J. Blige and right. her former husband. Mm-hmm. And when she divorced him, she had to pay. People think that she had to pay because of alimony. She had to pay because she hired him to be her manager. And just because you get a divorce from somebody mm-hmm. doesn't mean you can fire them. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So she had to pay. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing. So you end up still having to pay. Look at Wendy Williams mm-hmm. and her mm-hmm. husband. Right. Um, so my question is, and, and for every bad situation, there's always some great examples as well. What are your thoughts on that? Well, um, for me, if we're not working out, I'm going to have to remove you. Like I have my guy. He's on my board of directors mm-hmm. for one of my nonprofits. OK. But that could be changed. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I'm mm-hmm. not going to get down to the end of the road with you to where I'm figuring out, oh, shoot, uh, I need to get you off my paperwork. Uh-uh. But by the time you figure that out, though, depending, it could be structured to a point where you could have to pay a hefty. See, this is the thing, Benicia. I've been having conversations with my girlfriends, and all of my girlfriends are doing really big things. And a lot of them are going through some really nasty divorces. Yeah. And it's no longer a situation of a payday to the woman. Now the women are doing the paying. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, and, and it, is, it hits and it hurts. And I know, I'm sure it hits and it hurts the men when they have to, right? Um, but do you think about that at all? Yeah. Because when you're integrating, you know, the two, it can become very messy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I'm the type of person where you got to go. You got to get up out of here. Mm-hmm. If you're doing something, if you're cheating, 
you acting crazy. I find out some nonsense. You didn't took some money and you stole something or just something where it's going to create mm-hmm. a separation for mm-hmm. us. I will. I don't care. I'll pay you to leave. You can yes. go now. I don't have to wait till I get down to paperwork, attorneys, mm-hmm. and now maybe the person may be messy. Maybe they may be really savvy and try to figure out how to circumvent me before I circumvent them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can get really disgusting. It can. Um, but at the end of the day, that's why you have to pay attention to who you surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lay down with the enemy. I already know that this is already getting kind of in a bad situation. I'd rather break it off now than mm-hmm. to go down the road with you. And be okay with breaking a, a couple of coins yeah. for peace of mind. I think sometimes we end up going through hell trying to save a dollar. Save it. Right. No, I'm not doing that. Right. Right, and you, you, you have the signs up front. And you lose more mm-hmm. time and sometimes money mm-hmm. when you're trying to go this long distance. Look what happened on the movie with Tyler Perry and Janet Jackson. I mean, Ugh. it's a, pr- a prime example. Of, mm-hmm. Not doing it, right? Not doing it right. Uh-huh. So, Mama 2, mm-hmm. what, are they, what are their ages? So, I have 25 okay. and 11. Wow. So you have a big break. So it's like your your kids are really by themselves. They're only kids in a <laughs> yes, sense, right? Yeah. Okay, and now you're a new grandmother. I am. When you told me that, I'm like, Grandma. I thought that was my baby. <laughs> but you know what was the trip is that in this day and time, all the grandmas are flies. Mm-hmm. When I tell you fly, what's the girl's name, Fonz? Um, Bernice Burgess? Or something. Oh, yeah. I'm like... What my grandma was, my grandma was a real what they call them, big mom. Yeah, yeah, that woman. <laughs> I, don't know, I mean, that's not, I'm like grandma. So how do you feel when you became a grandmother? Did that do anything to you as a woman? How did you feel? Did you I feel mean, like, oh my god, I'm a grandmother? Okay, so it's like you think grandmas are like the end of the road. Like, mm-hmm. okay, grandma's here. Did she gonna die soon? Like, <laughs> right, right. She got gray hair. Right. She's in. She's challenged. She got right. physical ailments. Like that. The new grandmas are not that. Anymore. I'm seeing. Yeah. Okay, but are you at least uh, in the kitchen like the old grandmas? Are you like I ain't got time for that? You know, old grandmas was making cornbread, some green. You walked in the house and the house yeah. smelled like right. You ain't that grandma, though. And she's only one, so but I love her. Mm-hmm. You know, she's so cute, and I would love to be that for her eventually. Yes, yeah, but not right now. She can't eat cornbread, so she <laughs> don't know what it is. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but right? eventually, yeah, when she turns like you know enough five or seven, and she mm-hmm. comes home, I want her to stay with me. My daughter is so connected to her. She's like, oh, I got it. Like I hold <laughs> it for a little bit, but it's like she's with her mom. Mm-hmm. So eventually, I hope that. She either um, like loosens up the the rope a little bit so mm-hmm. she can free herself up because mm-hmm. she's um she actually works for me she works for the bank so she works from home okay legacy yes legacy I'm really big on that too my son works for me yes. as well and I believe that you start you need to start them off young and I also believe you need to start them off at the bottom yes. I'm not one for bringing your child in and knows absolutely nothing and putting them in leadership management no. positions she you're going to kill way. your child in the business right. right so your daughter what does she do um for She's the bank? A loan officer okay mm-hmm. good 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 so did she want to do that on her own or did you say you have to do this I encouraged her to do it okay she took the test she passed it she had just got out of college okay and she took a couple years off and it's like okay what do you want to do and I was like, okay, you can work from home. And by this time, the baby was coming. So, you know, she had a whole nother level of opportunity than I had because mm-hmm. I had to go out there and get it. Mm-hmm. She's at home every day. So it's kind of like, you know, as long as she has her computer and her Wi-Fi, she her money's coming in. Right. Mm-hmm. So building legacy is yep. a big deal for you. Oh, yeah. Generational wealth. Absolutely. Yeah, because I saw that um, the producers provided me some information on you, and they said that that's a major. And why is that so important to you? So my mother's an immigrant. She came from Guatemala. Okay. And when she got here, she had one bag. She lived in a studio apartment with 28 other people um, walking around this big place. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, she came here to have a better life. I could only imagine what she went through in her country, you know, walking dirt roads. And they didn't have anything, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. People come to the United States from Central America, Mexico, and other places for a better life mm-hmm. because they are living in a third world country. So I felt like it was my responsibility to hold her legacy up. So it started with that mindset. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, what am I going to do? And, and it wasn't like she told me to do anything. She didn't force me to go to college. She didn't force me to do anything. She just showed me that she was a strong woman who brought herself to this point. She was mm-hmm. a nurse. When she came to the United States, she learned nursing in her country, but it was not transferable to the United States. Mm-hmm. So she had to go to class at night. I went with her. 
So I used to sit in the back of the class. She would get me ice cream, and I would sit back there. <laughs> and back in the day, I guess you can bring your kids to, to the classroom. Mm-hmm. And while she did her work. So it was like she never told me, hey, I got to go to class and I got to study. But if you see your mom long enough doing this, mm-hmm. and then you grow up and you remember, I remember sitting in the back of the class while she started and now she has the white hat and now she's a supervisor and now and you just it just becomes a part of you becomes who you are and so because of that and the way that she always taught me like you will be something Mm -hmm. you are not on the ground you are not under the table you are going to elevate yourself whatever you want to do even if you have a baby you are going to continue on mm-hmm. the path. I will help you. Bumps and rubs don't stop. Right? Don't stop. One of the things I think, you're, this is what I think a lot of women don't think about is it's true. When you're pregnant with your child, you need to be very careful about your surroundings, what you're thinking, people who upset you, all of that. Mm-hmm. When I was pregnant with my first child, my son, I remember I was actually in graduate school at the same time as well and actually working a very, I was doing mergers and acquisitions for GE, so I was mm-hmm. very, very, very stressed. But um, I spent a lot of time reading, studying, working, studying, traveling, reading. Da, da, da. My child, he came out so um, even, yeah. kill yeah. because he was, and he knew he would be quiet. I would lay him there beside me while I was working on whatever when he was born. And he would just lay there. And people will always be surprised that he was so quiet yeah. as a baby. But that was because <laughs> you had al- I had already started to instill that in him mm-hmm. um, in ingestion, right? Yes. We do that. And so it's important to be careful because if you can have a very chaotic life yes. and the kids will come out chaotic. That's right. Did you see that latest thing on Instagram where this 12-year-old kid yeah. tore up that house? Mm-hmm. It's something else going on yeah. in that, right? Yeah. What would you have done if that was your kid? Girl. I mean, did you see that? Did you see that toilet? <laughs> I seen everything. He tore Table that. The granite was cr- was broken. How he, you do that? And the, the mother, you can see that she worked her butt off for yeah. whatever she had. Yeah. I, I, he needs some help. Yeah. I don't know if it's a mental illness thing confirmed. I know they said the story of whatever came out was not the actual story. I figured. You know, you can't ever trust anything that's coming on Instagram. Yeah, yeah but it's can. like he definitely needs some support in his mental stability mm-hmm. because otherwise it's a table today. It's going to be his mother's head tomorrow or that's somebody right. on the street. It's no, and guess what? Now the way that everything is set up with the government, it's not like you can drop the kid off to right. a mental facility. And if you try to just leave him somewhere, you're going to get, <laughs> you know, child endangerment yeah. charges on you. So if you have a bad kid you're out there on your own yeah you're in trouble yeah you're in trouble but i will go back to um the baby like my daughter i had to check her nose with a little mirror to make sure she was breathing because she was so quiet Mm -hmm. and she ended up being a bioengineer like she's very 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 structured structured. Mm -hmm. and so now her baby she had her natural and she didn't take anything she just kind of like no wait a minute nothing nothing girl no Nothing. Did you have your baby's oh, natural? No, I had something. I'm about well, to she say. came so fast, I didn't get a chance to have no, anything. No, I was in there hollering, but when I knew, get it ready. Yeah. It was not even going to be, there's no way I'm going to have no baby. My without. second one, I had to get the shot, but the first one, she came so fast. But even her child now, she's just a... Even a, baby? Yes. Yeah. A pure replica of her. It's just... A, it's just Is strange. your mom still alive? No, she passed in 2019. So she did see your success, though. She did, yeah. And I know she was oh, so yeah. proud of you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. saw me grind. Yeah, yeah. That that's that that because at the end of the day as a mother and you know that that's all you want. Mm-hmm. You wanna know that when you lay down and you breathe your last breath that your baby's gonna be okay. That's right. Yeah. So um you lost your sister at ten. Mm-hmm. And you don't do you have any other siblings? No, my so sister was, was ten, her. I was fifteen. Um, okay. Car accident, no other siblings. So it was like here right now and then gone. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, we had to move forward from that, and it was difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know it was hard for your mom to actually let you just be too, right? Because she's probably afraid you're probably. The, all. Yeah. And she never expressed that. She never put any of that on me. Like, no, I never saw her cry. I never saw her break down. I never saw her feel she, like she was on a. She was always so supportive and just so. Mm-hmm encouraging and just so positive but you know she went through hell i know she did to lose a child oh yeah i saw my mom i lost my only brother um in 2019 Mm -hmm. so it was like one day i I had a brother and then the next day i'm an only child um but to actually be there with him until he he breathed his last breath 
But I know my mom, she struggles. Mm. She struggles. My mom and my dad, they struggle to, to lose. Yeah, it was yeah. just happened in 2019. And then here you go, you, we have the pandemic. Right. It was like we couldn't process anything right. because everything just happened so fast. But I know your mom, is. A, it sounds like she's a very strong woman. Very. Very strong. Mm. So, Benicia, what's next for you? Well, um, the goal right now that I'm focusing on is to open up brick and mortar. Okay. And so, so why why brick and mortar? If you can do everything, because I know a lot of people feel like, oh, I don't need a brick and mortar. I can just do everything virtually. You know, especially now, the millennials really believe that brick and mortars are the thing of the past. Yeah. So why do you think you need one? To be honest, I don't need it, but mm -hmm. it has to come because it's going to create something that will be history. Um, to be the 43rd black-owned bank, brick and mortar in the United States, I got to do it. So how do we, so, so like, for instance, if I wanted to open up an account with your bank, mm -hmm. how would I know that you exist? That's what I'm working on. Okay. So I'll be launching checking, savings, mm -hmm. um, auto loans, personal loans. I already have the mortgage side um, in 2023. Mm -hmm. But what's unique about my bank is that I'm going to be adding value-add products. So credit building um, things that are going to help the community, real, real estate knowledge, sales, developing, investing, mm -hmm. how to do these things, not just the shiny items at the end, mm -hmm. you know, um, and not a course in the middle. It's going to be free. It's a, it's a free product that's available to anyone who wants to do business with my bank, or maybe if you don't want to do business, I haven't set that part up yet, mm -hmm. but it's definitely going to be something that's going to empower the community. And so um, that's now, the Did your step. mentor help you structure let me just tell you this. Yes. Okay, as a businesswoman on my side, I would say he's brilliant. Mm -hmm. And the reason why, as a Jewish man, I'm sure he probably had a mandate mm -hmm. that he needed to permeate the new wealth. New wealth today, as you know, is the African-American millennials women. and women. Yes. And millennials. And people tend to do business more with people that look like them. Mm -hmm. They trust them more, yes. right? So why not find not only a Afro-Latina woman, mm. she's beautiful, she's smart, she's accomplished, people will naturally be drawn to her, and voila. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know, at the end of the day, some things are definitely divinely done, yes. and then it's a business side to it. And I tell people all the time, it's nothing wrong with the business side. For some reason, we get... Um, we get in our feelings when we think about business. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So have you had any challenges really on the business side? Not necessarily with him, but in people in general, because people tend to want to think, oh, you're my friend, or oh, you're my cousin, or oh, you're my sister. You should just give me this. Yeah. But it's a business, yeah. right? So here's the thing. In mortgages, there's guidelines, mm -hmm. which protects me. Mm -hmm. So that way, nobody can really come to me and say, girl, can you give me a line of credit? Because mm -hmm. I, I know my credit score is not this. It's no way I can do it. So right. it's actually like a very protected space to be in. Um, do I help people? Can I give? Can I, can I make some things happen that traditional banks can't do? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, but I've created programs for that. Small business be. programs. That's coming for the tr for the um, for the brick and mortar. Brick and mortar bank. Okay. But um, what I can do is right now in the space of mortgage. So what I do today, I'm a, a mortgage lender. Okay. So I loan on commercial and residential real estate. That is full speed ahead, right? All across the country. All across the. So United if I States. wanted to buy a place tomorrow in Southeast DC. Correct. I can. Okay. I do every state except New York. Okay. New York has their own little guy. Okay. And so um, I can loan up to six hundred and fifty million, and there are basically no caps on what I can fund. I can do a hotel, which I'm working on, fifty-five million dollar Hilton in Amarillo, Texas. Mm -hmm. I can fund brand new development from the ground up. So mm -hmm. if you own the land, or if you don't own the land, and you want to make this single family home, or you want to build four hundred unit apartments, I can fund that. Okay. From beginning to end. I can also fund um, regular transactions. So if you want to buy a regular home and you're just a conventional loan consumer, mm -hmm. um, FHA loan, which is a product, VA loan, which is for veterans, USDA, which is for rural areas, all of those things I can do. Mm -hmm. um, and I added some more additional programs. I have over a thousand. But those so are let's the... say this though. Let's say I wanted to go and build a 400 unit apartment. Mm -hmm. How soon would I have to start paying, cause paying on that mortgage? You have a 12 month term. 
So you have 12 months to build it. To build it. And then you, so that gives you 12 months to get everything in place. And by then you should, because a lot of people don't get that. They don't understand that. They think, oh, I'm not going to go and venture into that because I'm not going to have the income to, to pay for it. Mm-hmm. So I think that piece right there, I think that's a huge piece for you to be able to educate the market on too. Because a lot of folks are sitting on Real estate, right? Not doing anything about it. Sleeping on it, Mm -hmm. but let me ask you this too: as far as real estate is concerned, what do you think about this market right now? It's crazy. Okay, so this is what it is. About from twenty twenty pandemic, when people were scared to put their house on the market, then the few people who put their house on the market, now everybody's like bees to honey. Now it's thirty eight offers on one house, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So that grew legs. That changed the dynamics of real estate. All the everything went up. Um, Interest rates were still low. People were buying and bidding. It was driving the prices up, right? Mm-hmm. Now, as we tell end of that, we're in a shift. So the shift now is basically correcting where we are in the market and putting us in position to where, yes, we are higher in the market because we have more people out here buying. So we're going to have to grow. Mm-hmm. Everything grows. Um, but when people think, oh, the interest rates are too high, I'm locking people at 4%. I'm locking people at interest rates. But I don't for think five. the interest rates are high. I think the cost of real estate is too high. The interest rates are high. But the okay, according so to the the news. The news. Yes. But they have houses now, Benicia, regular everyday I'm talking about regular everyday houses in Atlanta are going for seven to eight hundred thousand. And I'm wondering how are regular everyday people gonna be able to afford right, that? Without their money going. I out. mean, not only just buying a house, hell the rent. Yeah, yeah. Like the average everyday person just can't live on their own. The average rent is two thousand dollars right. across the board. Right. And and you have to make three times that amount. Mm-hmm. So that's under the assumption that you're making six thousand dollars a month. Let's just be real, the average person isn't making that. No, you're right. You're right. It is. It is. It has grown. Mm-hmm. The market has grown. Mm-hmm. It is inflated, but I don't think it's going to go down. So if people are waiting for the big bubble, so you think they better create. So a you business. think we're here. This is where we are. You have to create another form of income. Mm. You must create another stream of income. If your job is not paying you enough, we may need to reevaluate where we're sitting at this point because it's not going to change. Well, what I will tell you is that Atlanta used to be a place where it was very comfortable to be able to come here and live. I would say now Atlanta rates are up there with L.A., Mm -hmm. New York, D.C. I mean, it's expensive to live here now. I was at people in Dallas. I said, listen... If you can't afford Dallas, you may have to go to Arkansas. Yep, Dallas, and that's the other thing. So, you know, you see those um, reels all the time on Instagram, and mm-hmm. for ta- Texas is always coming up because mm-hmm. Texas has the most beautiful homes. At the, But even the rates in Texas are going up. Mm-hmm. I'm like, they're about everywhere. to give you a shoebox house for this. But you know what? There's still places to go. Like, I'm sure in Atlanta, there are still cities where you can go. It's not the most popular place to be is going to mm-hmm. cause you to drive a little bit but like in, in texas we have san antonio they sleeping they sleeping mm-hmm. on san antonio you how can go far down. is that from dallas girls like two and a half hours okay no, it's three three hours or something but like is that. it like a metro like a lot yeah, going on and all that city okay yeah. several military bases mm-hmm. there it is a huge place with a big downtown and people are asleep so it's like you may not be able to survive in the Dallas market right now, but San Antonio, if you take your money down there, you can have everything you, you want. You want to have. Now, let me ask you this, because you hear everybody talking. Airbnb, Airbnb, Airbnb. I actually believe that Airbnb is one of the reasons why this rent is so miscalculated. Mm. I think Airbnb is more in com- in, is a more more of a competitor for hotels, mm-hmm. not so much for regular consumers. But you know, people are now staying at Airbnbs for five, six, seven, eight months. Like they are yes. staying there. Exactly, it's a whole vibe. It's right. A whole vibe. So I have a product that I'm launching. Okay, tell me about it. <laughs> and I don't know if I can talk about it because <laughs> it's not out yet. But mm-hmm. it's going to be a technology platform for Airbnbs. It's okay. going to change the face of Airbnb owners, the hosts. They no longer have to be involved. They mm-hmm. no longer have to create guests, these books that they have for to tell you what to do. It's gonna be a whole nother level. And all you do is have to all you have to do is have your phone. That's the everything is RAM. I remember when I was young, they said that all you would need to have in the future is your phone. Yep. Money would be everything, and that's exactly how we're living yeah. right now. All you, if you lose your phone today, you up to creep. You in trouble. You are in trouble. Cash app gone. You don't know how to log in. Nothing. Look now, I'm not <laughs> fooling with no cash app no more. Girl, I, I shut my cash app down. I use other things, but cash app. Listen, 
All it takes is for the wrong person mm. to be able to get access to your Cash App and they can drain all your accounts. And the other thing I don't like about Cash App is that that 1-800 number, where is it? Right. If I can't call you and talk to somebody, I'm not about to put that. I was looking at, I mean. That's true. I mean, Benicia, sometimes I look at that Cash App and it could have $55,000 in there at any given time. That's true. Somebody could shut that thing down and, and your you money's gone. I've had girlfriends who lost hundred, two hundred thousand dollars yeah. in cash out. Yeah. Cause all they have to say is we don't quite understand the flow of how the money is coming. Like any little and thing yeah. and they block it yeah. and you can't get your money back. I don't want to be bothered with nothing. That's I can't true. get my money. So Cash App is as an out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not fooling with it. But you know, but back on when we were talking about the real estate situation, though, I really was looking at like, cause I'm an investor as well, right? Mm -hmm. But I also look at the regular everyday person whenever I make decisions and purchases and things of that nature, cause I, it has to be sellable, yeah. right? And my concern is that the average everyday person can't afford to buy this stuff. Mm. And it's, it's uh, and it makes me wonder, we're going back into the Reagan era when only certain people were able to be homeowners. Mm. Now, I did see something else listed the other day. Um, what's this whole thing about this new loan that they launched for African-American and Latino um, consumers so, is a hundred percent or something. Tell me about it. So, um, Bank of America has a zero percent, mm -hmm. and um, but you can only live in certain areas. Okay. Deemed by them. How they're determining that? Who knows? But so, is is that could be is that segregation in a sense? Are they trying to put us into? A yeah, certain? but see what they do is they create these special credit programs, mm -hmm. and these special credit credit programs are designed to be able to service different groups of people. Gentrification? No. No? So like, it's like a loan, and it's designed when they create and they write the, the guidelines for it. Mm -hmm. It is for minority groups who have been um, kind of like pushed to the side. Mm -hmm. So the groups that they deemed special can participate in these loans. And does it sound to the average ears like it's discriminatory? Of course. Does it sound like it's redlining, which means that I'm guiding you to a certain la mm -hmm. location? Absolutely. But the program supersedes that stipulation, if that makes sense. So that's how they get around it. That's why they're able to pitch it that way. But if you read the fine print, it's open to all people. It's that's not what only I heard. open to now, one person. That's what I heard. I heard that the people who will benefit the most off of this will be the white male, and they will be able to use these funds to purchase up the property in our distressed areas. So is the, that true? The people who will benefit the most is mm -hmm. the people who can qualify. Now, it's open to all of us, mm -hmm. but if I don't have my stuff in order and I'm black, then I'm never going to be order. Able, What does that look meaning like? Meaning financials. Okay, your credit. Mm -hmm. So you need to have your credit up to standard. What does credit need to look like? Because a lot of people don't know that, Benicia. Okay. They A lot of people aren't buying mm -hmm. houses because they just don't know. They are intimidated by the process. Yes. So technically, let's talk about it. What do you need to have to buy a house? And what's interesting is that a lot of times when I talk to people, mm -hmm. they're like, oh my God, I'm already there. They're like, oh my credit, yeah, I they think Yeah, they think yeah. they have to wait another 10, 15 years. Correct. I have to have $20,000 saved. Right. They just are intimidate so what is it that a regular everyday person needs to have okay so we're gonna we were talking about down payment but let's okay. just go to regular okay? okay we'll go back to down payment so okay. regularly speaking you have to have at least a 620 credit score 620 620 wow you have to have at least three percent down for down payment even with this but this bank of america thing is zero if you right? use a program that's different but the standard base so three percent so if you 3%. look but think about it let's i wish somebody had a calculator because um, if the average house right now on the market, I'm talking about a regular shoebox house Let's in say Atlanta, it, you can't. Can you find a house for three hundred thousand in Atlanta now? You can in Texas. Can you Bentley? Move to Texas, Sean. Not, not, not <laughs> Texas. I'm talking about Atlanta. Can you where Bentley? If you go Union City, Fairbrook, South Fulton. But let's say okay. But technically, you about to pay about what four fifty five hundred. Yeah. Just on average. Yeah. So let's put the 3% fines. Because uh, I want to break this down. this is the average basic wow. one-story house. This is average shoebox house. Okay. This is not everybody trying to be glamorous. Because all of a sudden, everybody rich in Atlanta. I mean, I'm talking about the right. regular house. Okay, 450. 450, 3%. Times 3%. 
So it, that's taking you taking a long time over there on that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now thirteen five though. That's a that's lot of a- money for some people though. But Benicia, remove yourself from the equation. Thirteen five is a lot of money for an app. Bentley. Is it not a lot of money for an average person to save? You got kids, bills, groceries. Uh, some people are not even having anything extra after they pay their bills. I'm just being like. Okay, so this is great. Okay. Because if you're the person who cannot save, who has kids, who has nothing extra, now you can tap into the programs. You can go to your local city. Mm-hmm. Most cities have a grant that they offer. Nobody knows about Most it. What's the name of the grant? You have to go to the local city. They all are So y'all going to have to get up yes. off your butt and go down to the city. What, City Hall? You will go to your the city of Atlanta, the city hall. Back in the day, Let's we, we would have called Keevan. Keevan used to be at the city hall, right? Now, <laughs> Keevan, we can't call Keevan anymore. But So you go down to the city go hall, the city. and then you just act, they ask about what the... Grant, How do I, what, what, the housing development section. Housing development section. They go there and they Correct. ask what? You can even call or you can go to the website. Mm-hmm. Go to the local city's housing development section mm-hmm. and it will talk about home ownership. That is in every city that you can think of. But will they write that 13-5 check for them? Yes, they pay. They give you the down payment. They have down payment programs. So just, and you can just qualify with the 620. Well, they have their own standards. Okay. Okay. So you're going to have to meet their requirements. You may have to take a class. You may have to do certain things that they require. Okay. They have their own criteria. Okay. But what they will do is that they will loan you the down payment and the closing costs, and now you can go shop for a home if you cannot afford to save that 13 So I want people to understand, she said loan, not a well, gift. Well, it's a, it's a grant. They will give it to you. Okay, they'll give they it to you. So they're not putting it in the back no, of the loan. No, okay. no, no. So they'll give you a grant. Correct. And then you get to walk away and not owe anybody anything. No down payment. And this is only for primary homes. What if you're doing investment properties? Generally, it's- investment properties... If you're an investor, you mm-hmm. probably already have a primary residence. Mm-hmm. You're doing too much. So you're doing now too you much. asking for but extra money. But you know, money. people are always looking yeah, for a little no. bit extra People stuff, always, man. every time the comments, it's like, what about <laughs> investors? Right, everybody looking for a little yeah. something. Okay, so you, you 620. 620 is the standard. 3%. So now 3%. You, you solved the problem of the 13.5. 13.5. Now let's see how you paid your bills. What's your debt to income ratio? Now let's be fair about this. So like we're going back to the lady I was just using as an example. Yes. So she has three kids. She's paying everything she has at this point mm-hmm. to stay alive and keep the 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 roof over her head and lights and stuff on. Mm-hmm. Her D to I is going to be pretty high, right? It, not necessarily. If you are paying your bills consistent, first of all, let's not get ahead of our heads, okay. right? We have to not go overboard. If you max out your credit cards, then yeah, you're going to have an issue. Mm-hmm. But your debt to income ratio generally on your credit card should be at least 30% to make your credit score go higher. So mm-hmm. the better you are maintaining your bottom base is the better your credit score is going to go up. So let's just say that, yeah, you have maxed out your credit cards and you are at the limit on certain things and you have been late on certain things. You got medical collections and mm-hmm. stuff like that. That does not look good when you come to a bank and say, hey, I've missed pe- miss." I've mishapped on all these things, but I want to do business with you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, the level of expectations that you're going to do the same thing with me. Mm-hmm. So you're a risk. So what's going to happen if you're a higher risk? You're going to get a higher credit score. I'm sorry, a higher interest rate. You're going to have more stipulations when you qualify versus someone who is consistently paying. So what we need to do is if we're in a position where we are over our heads, our debt to income ratio is too high, mm-hmm. we need to eliminate some of that debt. So that way you look better presenting yourself to a bank when you're saying, hey, loan me $450,000. Now, now let's stop right there. So let's say we get her debt-to-income ratio together. Yep. So rent is typically $2,000 a month. Okay. Home ownership now is going to cost you $450,000. So what's the mortgage typically on a four fifty dollars house? So it's not really an average that I can do. I can mm-hmm. tell you what it is in Texas. Let me show you. And the reason I want to say is because I'm trying to make sure, because back in the day while you're doing that, it used to be cheaper. It made more sense to purchase a home because right. you were spending more money renting. Those days are over. Those days are over. So the question yes. is whether or not that same woman can even afford the mortgage. So at 450000 mm-hmm. average with tax and title and all the stuff that you pay is about, thir- let's just say $3,000 a month. So the average mom that's working two to three jobs, I don't know that she can afford three thousand dollars a month. She needs a roommate. But 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 let's. I'm just I'm just saying. So the reality is that 
something has to level. Right. This country can't continue down the path that we're currently going because it's but because we say Benicia, she needs she needs a roommate, but yeah. that would have been a lot of our aunties and our grandmothers yeah. and all that. Grandma had her house. Yeah. So what happens to the grandmas today? They don't. They can't get those things, no, they right? Can't. If they sell their house. What they cash out with, they can put it on another house. Maybe if they want to go. That's if they own a house. If they own a house. But if they are looking to just get in the in the game, it's, it's going to be very it's difficult. Rough. Mm-hmm. So I'm just hoping that something, I mean, I know Biden just uh, erased, um, has he done that yet? The, the student mm-hmm. loans, has that been, because I ain't heard nothing. Am I going to hear something, Bentley? <laughs> so I am going to hear something, right? <laughs> I didn't know if I was going to hear something or not. But <laughs> yeah, so hopefully somebody does something, because I'm going to be honest, what I think about is the everyday person all the time in my decisions, because the everyday person is going to be your consumer. Right. And I just worry about that. So as we wrap up, are you into hip-hop? Of course. Okay, so who are your top five of all time? Okay, top five is, let me see, number one. Let me go with a Tupac. Okay, Tupac. Mm-hmm. i go Tupac, Biggie, Nas. Biggie, okay, Nas. Jay-Z. Okay. And uh, who's my number five? Tupac, Biggie, Nas, Jay-Z. Oh, man, this is hard. Number five. I know you can't forget about our boy. Kanye. Ha! That's right. You know what? <laughs> we got a lot in common. You have the same top five that I have. Do I? Yes. In the same order? Right. I don't know. It's not the same order, but the same. Most of the time, I have to argue at this segment yeah. of chronology. We usually don't agree on the same... Five people, and yeah. you and I had it. But you know, as we close out, did you see this latest interview that Kanye said about Gap? Yes, girl. That was hilarious. Yeah. He said, "I'm not arguing with nobody <laughs> to get a check from Gap. <laughs> if you broke it to me, yeah. What do you think when about you that, boss, though? You don't, you don't talk, but you do talk you? Boss. But I'm sorry. but so you you're saying that nobody that's broken in you can tell you anything, Benicia? I'm just saying bosses talk to bosses. This is where real conversations happen. All I cannot day. deal with an employee and you don't have a boss mindset. And the risks aren't the same. You don't have the same risks That's that it. I have and the same things I have to worry about. They so. would never understand. I they love Kanye. They can say what they want to say about Kanye. No, Every Kanye. time I see Kanye coming up there with them Yeezy glasses on and that big, did you see and that I'm like beard? I'm, I'm feeling that. I'm telling you, Kim ain't never been as fly until she was with Kanye. Kanye Kanye is just a fly gentleman. Yeah. And the thing about it is he can make any... This is when you have strong brand equity and confidence. Yeah. Because he got up there with holy, homeless clothes. Right. And a hoodie on. Hoodie. Foam shoes that look like from, you know, Star Trek. Right. And we're all saying they're dope. And then these mm-hmm. new glasses. Mm-hmm. I just tell you, Ye- Yeezy is the bomb. Yeah, he's the future. He's the bomb. I love him. And I love him. I think his genius is there. I think his um, ability to step out and not be afraid yes. of, you know, fitting in yeah. is just amazing. I think he's a great leader for where we are today. Mm-hmm. Because had he not created his own lane, and maybe and people may not get it, mm-hmm. but they will jump on board. They will. Eventually. Just like... We have classes where they teach about two-pocket universities. Mm-hmm. I believe in the future they will talk about Kanye West. Yes. And they're going to talk about his fearlessness, yep. his ingenuity, his creativeness. I mean, it's not about whether you agree with him or not. That's besides the point. And I think that's the thing about mm-hmm. the cancel mm-hmm. culture that I hate. If we don't agree, automatically I'm going to shut right. you down. I think that that's the stupidest thing. And It's I think not th- for you to understand. It's not, but the other part is you're losing the diversity of thought. How right. do you actually get smarter? If you don't hear other viewpoints. Right, right. So, but anyway, I just love um, Kanye. And so we had the same five people. So that's amazing. Yes. Cheers amazing. That, Cheers. And thank you so much for coming. <laughs> thank you. And thank you guys for joining us. And we'll see you next time on Coinology. Welcome to Coinology, the podcast.